Aloha! You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 214. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For the collectors out there, be sure to check out their subscription program, where they offer a discounted 3, 6, or 12-month plan, or you can always buy shirts one at a time. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit TikiBarTshirtClub.com. This podcast is sponsored by Frogtown Brewery, an independent craft brewery and tap room located in Northeast Los Angeles. Stop in and enjoy one of their excellent beers from their ever-changing, diverse menu. Tell them that Inside the Desert Oasis Room sent you and get your first pint on us. Limitations apply. For more information, go to frogtownbrewery.com and follow them on social media at Frogtown Brewery. Today, we are joined by burlesque performers Miss Spent Youth and Veronica Voss, the reigning Miss Hollywood Burlesque. Learn about the history of burlesque, their backgrounds in burlesque, and get details on their upcoming Hollywood Burlesque Festival, coming March 17th, 18th, and 19th in Hollywood, California. As always, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you'd like to follow our adventures, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash polynesianpop, where we chronicle events, bars, travel spots, cocktail tutorials, and more. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash polynesianpop, where membership grants you early access to podcasts and videos, front-of-the-line privileges to new merch releases, as well as exclusive content, meetups, and screen credits. All righty, let's get into this. Make yourself a cocktail and join us inside the Desert Oasis Room. And give it up for Misspent Youth and Veronica Voss. my hands here so I was like <laughs> <laughs> okay we are on welcome ladies hi hi thanks for joining us inside the desert oasis room tonight for a Sunday fun day session I'm excited to talk burlesque with you mm, we're excited too <laughs> so burlesque is this kind of subculture that's been part of the tiki world for a while, but I don't think everybody knows like the ins and outs of it because it really is kind of its own thing, right? So I'm curious if you could tell our listeners that are not familiar with burlesque, let's start with telling them what burlesque is and maybe you can give us a little bit of a history behind that. Sure. So um, I classify burlesque as the art of the tease. So it's a strip tease, um, and it's all about seduction and leaving the audience wanting more, anticipation. 
Um, so it's evolved a lot over time. Um, burlesque has been around um, for a really long time in different forms. It became really popular in the 20s, right? We had a big sexual revolution in the 20s. Um, women were more open with their bodies, and so it really hit its heyday. Um, in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. In the 60s, um, it started to fade out and kind of get replaced by Go-Go. Oh, that's like interesting. That. Mm-hmm. So Go-Go is part of the history. Well, I mean, if you think about a lot of Go-Go performers, a lot of Go-Go dance was two live bands, and okay. they're pretty scantily clad. <laughs> so it was just, you know, a change in the time, a change in the music. Okay. And so that's sort of it stayed around through the mid 70s and then it kind of sort of faded out and then it had a resurgence in the late 90s well i think it it started around the late 90s because of the resurgence of the pussycat dolls which is not in my opinion like what we necessarily think of as burlesque now but that did become like a very popular thing in the 90s and that's kind of what a lot of people still hold on to as what burlesque is that's interesting i was literally watching a documentary on the viper room and how that became like a huge part of like what people think of as what burlesque is which was interesting that's super interesting i had no clue okay so let me ask you this so you know, this tiki world that we all live in, right? A lot of what we're trying to do is emulate the old bars of Don the Beachcomber and Trader Vic's and, and the Luau and all that kind of stuff. Is burlesque doing that for any specific time period? So in this subculture that is burlesque today, is that is that the notion is to bring back something that happened earlier in the 20th century? That's definitely one style. So nowadays we typically divide burlesque into classic and neo. Oh, okay. Yeah, so classic is definitely all about like the 1920s through 50s. Um, That's what I sort of specialize in. Um, So it's a lot of parade and peel. It's about the lavish costumes, a lot of classic moves. You can do classic burlesque moves to modern music. That's definitely also a viable option. Um, Whereas neo are like more modern dance styles, more wacky, off the wall, cosplay. Um, so they're and then there's kind of everything in between <laughs> you know the good thing about burlesque is you can kind of make it whatever you want it to be okay so I assume that like with the tiki world right so and I'm sorry that I keep referencing that because I'm a tiki guy so that's kind of how I, I'm relating all of this right so in the tiki world we have like our real life daytime jobs daytime names daytime personas and then we have our tiki names and our tiki characters, our tiki style and our tiki life. Is that the same thing with the burlesque? A hundred percent. It is. Absolutely. Yes. Like you have your house outside and then your little tiki room. Right, Absolutely. Right. Where we have our apartments and then our burlesque room with all of our burlesque stuff. It's very similar in that way. Like so a lot of people have a day job. And then they get to be who, like, we get to be. And they get to be someone else, right? So it's it's also like a form of escapism then, just like Tiki. I feel like it's, 
I actually get to be more myself when I do burlesque oh, really? as opposed okay. to during the day where I work in a very corporate environment and I don't necessarily identify as being a very corporate person. Okay. So I get to, cause I, I, um, I do classic, but I mostly work in the neo burlesque world. So for me getting to be myself is what I feel when I do burlesque. I love that. Yeah, it's, it gives us an opportunity when we sort of assume our burlesque personas to bring out different parts of yeah, ourselves yeah. that, like Veronica said, we don't get to do during our day jobs. Okay. Which is much like the tiki scene. You don't get to have a tiki cocktail during the day. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it is. It's, so it really is escapism. It's its, its own uh, form of escapism, just like all of these other things that people do for escapism. Right. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. So, wow, I, I have so many questions for the both of you and I don't even know where to start. Be- before we, <laughs> we go further, if for our listeners out there, if you hear in any like deep breathing or grunting or mad noises, that's not me. <laughs> that's not me. That's our, our friend Creepy Gus. Hey there. There he goes. <laughs> there he goes. Creepy Gus. You would know, you know, our friend Gustavo, uh, Gustavo from Frogtown Brewery and Voodoo Disciples. He's here with us today because we've got something that we want to share with you, which we'll be talking about a little bit later. But before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit more about what the two of you do. I'm going to start with Miss Spent Youth. Can you tell us how you got started in burlesque? Sure. Um, I actually got started. Um, my husband and I, he was a musician and he and I wanted to create a, a variety show, a very classic 1920s through 40s style variety okay. show. So we started going to burlesque shows in L.A. to see what the local talent was out there. Um, and he kept nudging me and saying, well, you're going to be in the show, right? You're going to be in the show. And I'm like, well, I don't sing. I can't dance. I mean, I'm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I just thought, like, well, if you're going to be dancing on stage, you better know how to do the splits and you better know how to do lots of five, six, seven, eight choreography. And as I started going to shows, I really realized that that's not the case, um, specifically for like classic. Um, so I wound up um, mentoring under Lily von Stoop, okay. who was, um, we call her the foul mouth godmother of LA burlesque. Oh, I love it. She's she's mentored about probably 90% of the performers in burlesque right now. Um, so I took class with her and just said, okay, I'll, I'll try it. You know, well, let's see, I don't know. Um, and my first uh, debut performance was kind of amazing and it's taken over my life pretty quickly after I love that. It. Was it kind of intimidating for you in the beginning? Because if you weren't if you weren't a performer, was it awkward? For me, taking my clothes off on stage was the easy part. It oh, was, really? Yeah, it was the dancing. I was me really... <laughs> <laughs> there he is, creepy Gus. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was really nervous about dancing. You know, I mean, I had taken dance in middle school, high school, yeah. but choreography, like memorizing choreography yeah, seemed yeah. very like daunting to me and I didn't feel like I was very um, talented in that arena and I'm not flexible. So, you know, in my mind, I had this picture of you've got to be able to do high kicks and splits and, um, you know, roll around on the ground on your knees and stuff like that. And um, I knew I wasn't going to be able to do that. So once I 
got over that and found my style, which is more like a parade and peel style, which requires like a lot less dance technique. Okay. Um, I just fit right into it and became really comfortable. And how did you find that style for yourself? Is it just through trial and error going up and trying different things and finding what was most comfortable for you? Yeah, and, and watching a lot of burlesque. Anyone who wants to get into burlesque, watch all the burlesque okay. you can okay. because seeing other performers and paying attention and going, wait a second. And you saw a style that you probably gravitated towards, it, right? And you said, oh, yeah. I think I like this style better. You know, what's what's crazy to me is, so, and and I use like uh, relational stuff all the time and examples, so you'll have to excuse me about that. So it's kind of like, so let's like look at sports, right? There's team sports. We have like basketball, football, uh, hockey, and that kind of stuff. And then you have individual sports like golf. And um, I don't know where some of the other ones. Is golf a sport? Yeah, technically it is. Not based on some of the guys you see walking around the golf course. But like that and archery and other Olympic sports, right? They're not team sports. So burlesque you're up there by yourself right so or am i wrong about that or i i think i've seen burlesque troops or groups yeah, or whatever you can do they're called group numbers we do in babylon cabaret we do a couple different group numbers a year we do duets um veronica's competed with a lot of duets so yes, it, i have again it's kind of whatever whatever okay. you want to make it yeah but did you gravitate towards more being a solo performer yeah for me solo is a little bit easier because again i if i mess up the choreography it's just me up there so right. no one knows right. if you're doing a group act which you, you've probably done before of right? course <laughs> and people are they, they're she's, like never the wiser no never she's perfect every oh, time I love it. yes I love absolutely it. i love it never made a mistake never ever yeah never fallen never slipped nothing ever didn't come off the way it was supposed to <laughs> nope not um, once not once you know but i do do a couple i've done quite a few duets um, you know, but it took me a while to get comfortable enough to do that, to sort of trust myself yeah. to like, you know what, you can learn the choreography, you can memorize it. Like, and that just came with like experience and getting comfortable. I love it. I love it. And how do you come up with the choreography? For me, um, I know it's different for everyone. Um, I start with the costume. So I pick out the song and then I pick out the costume that I feel like it's going to work with it. And then I just play in front of the mirror. You know, okay. I just play and I take notes and usually I have like video set up and I'll kind of film myself and go back and watch it. And this worked, this didn't. And then I just sort of put it together. OK, wow. There's a lot behind it. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of rhinestoning. There's an, an, an immense amount of rhinestoning. <laughs> rhinestoning. I think we call that the guys call that bedazzling, right? Bedazzling, you did that sure. to your car. I you did it. You, you made a little license plate frame that was all bedazzled. For right. Sure. Yeah. I stay up late nights. How do I get one of those? I, I bought that machine at 2 in the morning to sell. <laughs> oh, like a rhinestoning machine? Thing. Oh, we call those our hands. Uh, <laughs> I like to automate them. So let's talk to our friend Veronica Voss. Uh, let's, let's talk about your background. You say that you're a neo burlesque dancer. Okay, so tell us how you got started and why you chose that style. Or am I wrong? You you do both. I do, I do a little bit of everything. I actually think you're a classic performer, whether I, you want to be or not. No, I think I, I absolutely am because everything I do is rooted in classic burlesque moves. 
but I don't dance to classic music most of the time. I love rock and roll, punk rock music, okay. new wave. Um, that's kind of where I feel more connected to. But um, if you're talking about like origin origin story, I started in Nerdlesque, which is cosplay burlesque. That's how I got started. Um, I had a friend who saw some burlesque shows and thought, well, my friends are nerdy. We could put a troupe together. So right off the bat, <laughs> if it's cosplay burlesque, it's not classic. That's it's an interesting thing, but technically no, because it's it doesn't it's even though you use classic moves, you might use those. It's still not the glam idea of what a classic or, you know, I think classic is used for like more of a quote unquote original burlesque act like it harkens back to what the original idea of what burlesque was supposed to be. And if you're wearing a costume of a character, like the thing that I traveled the most with was a Velma from Scooby-Doo. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I traveled a lot when I first started in burlesque doing festivals. And that was, that is definitely not classic burlesque. You know, I might oh, yeah. use a yeah. move here or two there that are, Definitely classic, but no one would ever look at that and say, oh, classic burlesque. Right, right. And I had a very different journey than she did because I was a professional dancer when I was younger. And I danced my whole life. And coming into burlesque, I already, you know, I was already in love with it because I grew up watching old movies and I fell in love with um Gwen Verdon in Damn Yankees doing whatever Lola wants, which I think a lot of burlesque performers say the exact same thing, you know. And for me, that was marrying comedy with sexiness, which is not what we see in mainstream media. It's like there is a certain ideal of what sexy is. And growing up, I was never that. And I was always like cute and funny. But seeing burlesque you can put the two together especially in an act like doing a Velma act or uh, Marty McFly or something like that you can do you can be sexy and you can be funny and you can be smart and it's burlesque still which is fantastic right I love it so at these festivals do you guys mix the styles or is like are festivals mostly like this particular festival is a classic festival and this particular festival is more neo or do they do they get blended together it totally depends on the festival so there are a lot of festivals that are dedicated to one thing like nerdlesque or classic or neo um there's even a, a new festival called fatlesque which is dedicated to bigger body performers so there are a lot of niche festivals and then there are some that are just kind of open to everything okay yeah. okay and they're similar to tiki yeah conventions as well and that there's a lot to do within a festival so kind of everything relates back to the same thing at the end of the day it's okay okay so that leads me into something that i'm excited to share with our listeners so let's talk about hollywood burlesque festival gustavo approached me about this and um, and he said, hey, so I'm doing this thing, Hollywood Burlesque Festival. And he's like, uh, do you think that you can help us promote that? And I'm like, 
yeah, bro, can you help me get in? <laughs> and I said, no. <laughs> and I said, hey, dude, yeah, man, like, let's help each other. So tell me more about Hollywood Burlesque Festival. Let's talk about what it is, what it, like how that got started and how you guys got involved. Yeah, so um, the Hollywood Burlesque Festival is coming up in March and it will be our 10th anniversary. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so we're super excited. Um, the festival was actually started by Lily Von Stoop, who I mentioned was my mentor. Um, so she started the festival in 2013. Um, and she just um, has since then retired just due to some health issues. Um, so she contacted me about taking the festival over kind of toward as the pandemic was kind of easing up and there was a light at the end of the tunnel because um, she really didn't want the festival to die and she knew she she couldn't continue it. Um, so I reached out to Gustavo because I knew I was going to need a little bit of help. Um, and then I reached out to Veronica for two reasons. One, she's um, an amazing helper in, in all the ways. And she's super organized and she's competed all over the country. And she's the reigning Miss Hollywood. Oh, I love it. So I had to get her involved. So the very the last time we did it was 2019. Okay. And that is when so Veronica took the crown. Pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a few years. So I'm assuming that people are getting really excited because it's been a few years that, that you've had this event. And now, uh, you know, we're all kind of back to our normal lives, right? Like we're gathering again and... and uh, and so tell tell us more about what people can expect at this event. I this festival is going to be incredible. I as I was seeing submissions coming in so performers um, submit to either compete okay. or showcase. Do they have to audition? That's kind of their audition is they okay. send in a video of the act. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. We have a we had a panel of five judges who scored all the submissions. We had over 200 submissions. You're which kidding is crazy. Me. It's a lot yeah. of videos. Yeah, they had yeah. to watch that many videos and wow. score them. Yeah. So, you know, but as I was seeing the submissions coming in, I'm like, all my favorite performers are submitting. Like, I can't, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. believe so it. So that's exciting, too, yeah. because, yeah, because I, I'm sure there's people that you hold with a certain regard. Absolutely. That when they submit, you're like, oh, my God, so-and-so submitted. We have to have this person here. Yeah. yeah. And we really looked out because the quality of performer is just extraordinary this year. And I think it was that excitement of the festival returning in such a grand way to the venue we have is just beautiful the shows that we're gonna have there's yeah. five shows this year yeah so we have two five shows yeah so you your three-day festival pass gets you into two shows friday so we're doing a a classic showcase mm -hmm. followed by a little late night neo showcase so it'll be oh, a little so there so you yeah, answered exactly. my question <laughs> yeah. yeah okay yeah and then saturday we have the competition which okay. is where you're going to see the the best of the best from actually around the world. We have people from Canada and Europe competing. Um, and then Sunday um, at the Frogtown Brewery, we have our cosplay brunch, which will be some comedy acts. And there's acts, the cosplay. Love it. And then just our closing showcase um, Sunday night. So it's a full weekend. And then also on Saturday, we're going to have classes and workshops for the public as well, kind of like at a tiki event. Um, I love it. And we have yeah. vendors, so you can shop. This is like, it's kind of 
a lot going on. It is. It's a whole weekender. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. And we really lucked out as far as our headliners. So since we're coming back and this is our 10th anniversary, I wanted all of our headliners to be from Los Angeles. Oh, so, oh awesome. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in, in years coming, we'll bring in headliners from everywhere, but I just felt like let's, let's make them all hometown headliners. Yeah. And it's I kind of just pulled in every favor I had from <laughs> from the years of of being in the burlesque community, but I, I mean our lineup is insane. So do these weekenders happen regularly? Or, yes. or is this something that is it like the tiki scene too, where you have like there's a season? Well, we call it like tiki season, right? Mm. Kind of starts in the spring, mm. and from somewhere around March or April, there's a, a weekender like every month. And some months there's several like back to back or overlapping, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There is absolutely a season, but also it it goes year round. There are festivals in almost every state. There's festivals in almost every country, to be honest, in in Italy. So this is really a really big, really big community, big big subculture. It's really been growing. So obviously, Dita Von Teese is probably the most Mm -hmm. well-known burlesque performer, but she's done a lot for the burlesque community and in bringing it to the popular culture. And so that's really over the past, you know, I've been performing for about eight years and watched it skyrocket in that time period. Okay. Wow. That's exciting. Okay. So can I ask what you guys are doing for the festival? Like, what your numbers are going to be? Or is that going to be a surprise? Do, do people have to be there to see that? Well, I, so I won the last festival, and I get to do a step-down performance. It's like, you know... Well, like when you hand off Yeah, yeah but title. it's an act. So that is a secret. Okay. It's a secret, but it's four years in the making now. It's been so long that it's a lot of pressure. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. do you feel, do you I, feel the pressure? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Especially right now. Especially right now. Do you guys get stage fright when you're up there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, sometimes. How do you, yeah. how do you deal with that? I get it before. When I'm on, because I feel the most comfortable when I'm on stage, honestly, like, I'm just a weird person and like beforehand I get like these fears like oh no these people aren't gonna like me and then I'm on stage and I'm like oh no they're gonna love me yeah yeah I don't I tell my students um this is what what I do as I'm like getting ready in the mirror I just repeat back to myself every compliment anyone's ever given me love it <laughs> to just like hype myself up um, how long are you in the mirror for then well not every compliment <laughs> love it, love but it. i am in the mirror for a while um <laughs> but yeah i just kind of run through like nice things that people have said to me or compliments fan things that fans have said to me and it just kind of peps me up and and helps with those jitters oh and that's that's it's funny because i was thinking there was this episode of the brady bunch <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be good. Where, yes. Who was, it, who was it that had to make a speech in front of everybody? And she was, was it Marsha? And she was super nervous. And the advice she got was just picture everyone naked. But this, but so you guys are dancing up there, but you're the one taking your clothes off. And if you get nervous, right, just picture the audience naked too. Is that, is that, 
It yeah, might freak you out. I don't really have time to think about that. Right, right. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, we've got lights in our eyes. And yeah. honestly, you, I mean, it depends on the venue, but you can't see very much anyway when you're up there. Yeah, you kind of forget about that. It's it, Burlesque is an interesting performance style because it is very engaging. It's like, you know, if you can't see the audience, you're pretending like you can. But very often, like when I do, it's like, you make direct eye contact yeah. and you're connecting and you're feeding off of their energy. So it's like that does pump you up. Or if you see that they're not pumped up, it helps you figure out where to go and you're involving the audience and it becomes like a shared experience almost. And that really like you forget that you're nervous because you're you're reacting yeah, to yeah, what people yeah. are giving. It's you. a give and take. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Something that I learned by talking to another dancer is that you guys make your own costumes, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, some of us that are not good on the sewing machine have other people make them, but yes. Okay. I do I do not sew, um, but I rhinestone and... You bedazzle. <laughs> <laughs> we will not be referring to it as bedazzling. Certified I, I, I do not. I do not accept that. <laughs> I rhinestone. Okay, I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> but I like heavily rhinestone. But seriously, my I mean, like, there's yeah. a lot of work that goes behind the yes. costumes. Hours. Do you ever lose any pieces? Yes. Hmm. Does it happen every time? No. no. Oh no. 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 no, no. no. We no. have a stage kitten, which is right. a very important job. So, or it could be a stage panther as well. Um, but their job is to pick up all the stripper droppings that to we make, leave to behind. To make sure that you yeah. get everything because back. there's always that audience member that's like, "Oh, is this glove yeah. for me?" Yeah. Um, so hopefully, if you have a good kitten and a good audience, you so don't leave keep anything it as behind. As a souvenir or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I've definitely done an event where. Where'd my bra go? It's gone. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so I just lost hundreds of dollars. Oh. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That and sucks. I, I've lost gloves before, which is also a pain because then you only have one rhinestone glove. And so now you have to get a new pair and rhinestone the pair because they're That's never going right, to match. Because they're yeah. not going to match. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Things you don't think about. Yeah. Right? right. Why would you think about that? I don't know how you ladies do it. I just, I get up, shower, gel my hair shave and i'm done <laughs> yeah i mean like on a day-to-day -day basis but when performing is a lot of work well, i'm just saying that but... like on a day-to-day -day basis <laughs> it it's already like you know i was putting makeup on for halloween at our halloween event at frogtown <laughs> and i remember turning to somebody and i said the same thing i don't know how you ladies do this every day because i just i spent like all this time putting makeup on it didn't even look good but <laughs> but it was part of the costume right and then you take it a step or maybe two or three steps further when you do these shows so yeah i don't know how you ladies do it it's definitely always really sad for me when i have to take off my makeup at the end of the night because yeah. i'm like oh it's on i i feel like i should do something else with it while i right? still look beautiful and yeah. then i just wipe it all off and go to bed oh. yeah I, I always think about it and I'm tired. I'm going to sleep now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you guys better eat your Wheaties for this one. Three days mm -hmm. of the big festival. I, I did some snooping, and I looked at some of the names on there. I, I recognize a few, but I because I don't really go to a lot of burlesque shows, I'm not familiar with a lot of names. Can we share some of the names with people? Yeah, absolutely. The headliners. So, yeah, our headliners, we have Lux Lacroix. We have Egypt Black Nile, who is the 
She's won more titles than any other burlesque performer in history. She's amazing. We have Audrey Deluxe and Madeline Sinclair, and probably a lot of people that go to Viva know of Audrey Deluxe. She produces all the burlesque there. And we have um, Ginger Lee Valentine, who's toured with Dita Von Tees. She's an incredible performer. And the number one burlesque performer on the... Oh, yeah. yeah. In the, there's something called the... Um, was 21st century burlesque, burlesque top 50 and people vote um and so gingerly valentine is number one i love this it year. yeah really big show <laughs> yeah. big show all right so if our listeners want to attend this event where can they go for more information if they want to buy tickets if they want to book lodging all that kind of stuff where can we send them yeah so hollywoodburlesquefestival.com so okay. really easy. Um, and we have, yeah, we have a hotel two doors down that is doing discounted rooms. So if you want to come stay for the weekend, um, it's at the Vermont in Hollywood, which is a gorgeous new venue. So yeah, tickets are on sale now. And um, the really cool thing is you get to pick your seat. So you can go oh, in there, very nice. pick your seat, and then call your friends and tell them to get the seat right next to you. Oh, very nice. I love it. Which night is Creepy Gus performing? That's what We're I want. We're still all, negotiating. All of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All, all, all of them. <laughs> but, but we actually haven't actually, t- like... That's a, se- that's yeah. a surprise, though. Yeah. yeah. You've heard writer. it here first. He's the, he's the bonus He's act. heard it here first. <laughs> We've been... The, the after hour? The after, after, <laughs> after, after. Yeah. After, so, yeah. like, six in the morning. He's performing in the champagne At the, room. At the Frogtown Brewery. Whoever's left. <laughs> at, the weekend after the festival. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, oh wait, but but, but you're going to be at the festival. I'm going to be at the festival. So, Adrian and I are doing a duo. I cosplay classic. Yes. Cosplay vintage. Classic. Make it make it happen. Mickey and Goofy act. Well, you know, I've been practicing my. <laughs> I've been practicing my break into electric boogaloo. Ooh, love it. Routine. Love it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Dude. So you guys are going to put this together and Dancing submit, with right? I'd like to see Dance this with, with a broom, video. right? Yeah. <laughs> you guys yeah. actually haven't responded to our submission, but we're going to re- we'll, we'll resubmit. Oh, we'll resubmit. Yeah, resubmit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our judges yeah. will sure take lost a look. Yeah. I'm sure you got lost. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us inside the Desert Oasis room. I'm excited about the Hollywood Burlesque Festival. I'm excited about seeing you two ladies perform. I'm excited about the burlesque brunch at Frogtown Brewery. And the seminars on Saturday. Yeah, seminar. Adrian's going to be a part of it. Are you going to be teaching us how to make drinks? Well, so Gustavo asked me to do a seminar. I'm not really like a, a bartender, craft cocktail guy, but... Uh, I can do a seminar. There's some things that I have in mind. So we'll talk about that off recording. Absolutely. But um, yeah, I'll be there. And then I will also be covering this for my YouTube channel. So I'll be there with my, as as much as the cameras will allow, you know. (laughs) So for everybody that that can't attend, they'll get to see something afterwards. But, you know, you're really going to want to attend because obviously... You're not going to be able to capture everything in the video. It's not going to be it's the, not same the same. Oh, absolutely not. not. not There's like yeah. 70 performers. Yeah. 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 It, it really captures the tassel twirling yeah, when you're in person. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. really don't get the full effect of the rhinestones as well right. on a yeah. video. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. I love it. I love it. <laughs> 
Well, everybody out there, thanks for listening to another episode of Inside the Desert Racist Room. You can follow us at DesertRacistRoom.com and find this episode wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow our friends. What's the Instagram for the Hollywood Burlesque Festival? At Hollywood Burlesque Festival on Instagram. We're also on Facebook, Hollywood Burlesque Festival. and HollywoodBurlesqueFestival.com. Yeah, and HollywoodBurlesqueFestival.com. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us, ladies. And uh, we'll, we will see you at the Hollywood Burlesque Festival. Awesome. We can't wait. All right, party people. Cheers and aloha. Cheers.